Already oh, right. There we go. <laughs> I forgot I'm not mirror or I am mirror. Whatever it is. I'm the right way. <laughs> My shirt is not backwards. I don't know if mine is or not. Can't um, see it anyways. But welcome to Frightening Frauen before I <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you what my shirt says now. <laughs> what does it say? What does it say? It says, I like pizza and I like three people. And guess what? You're one of those people. Yeah, I made it. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. I don't even know if I have three people. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, my son is one of them. So. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, I have children. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't have to like them. You just have to love them. So, you know. <laughs> oh, some days I like them. Some days. <laughs> I mean, they're teenagers now, so. Yeah, that's the, yeah. That's it. You put the like aside, save it for later. <laughs> they, were, they used to be cute. <laughs> <laughs> no, they smell weird. <laughs> oh, Evelyn is the last of the, like, babyish looking children. And now she's almost five feet. I measured her at the doctor today. Wow. Yeah. I, I remember my son was officially taller than me and he would stand next to me and like stretch himself out. So he's like, a little, you know, it's like, I'm taller than you. And I, I wasn't like, Ooh, just showing nice the people mug. you can see this, <laughs> this mug I got as a gift, but I know that it came from Lee's shop. <laughs> Yeah, and I, that's the first time I've actually gotten to see it, like in not in a mock-up, and it looks good. It does look good. I also I have. It. I broke my chain. I need to get a new chain. Oh no! I Is it, it too did much. I? Uh, what part was, of it broke? Um, it. Uh, oh, okay, so yeah, I was wondering how those hold up. I um, it was my I, fault though. Like I was, clint, I I sent them in, but I also glue them with the E6000. So the fact that you broke the E6000 is pretty impressive. Well, I like was playing with it like this on my neck. Uh, I can make another, a different kind of chain that's... I have other, I, I, okay. <laughs> I have other chains. So I'm just going to switch it over to what, another one that I have or fix it. I can probably glue it back. I have super glue. Yeah. What are you doing? Amos is like, hey. Oh, I was going to ask which ball they like better, but I just realized that I only have my dirty hat. This hat is like four years old, guys. Um, so I'm making my my Chrismica hats. This is dirty because it's mine and it, I've had it forever. <laughs> but. OK, I'm not I don't I don't know if I'm going to use the long fur. I, I found my short fur, so I'm making a hat right here. And. <laughs> I don't know if I like the small or the big ball better, though. Hmm. I I think I like the bigger ball. I like the big ball, too. Yeah. I also like the long fur. I like both fur types, but I think I like the bigger ball universally. I think I might add the long fur separately on there and see. Yeah. I bought a ton of the fur, so hopefully people do. I like big balls. She likes big balls. But we've got the biggest. Got the biggest balls, balls of, of them. them all. That was like one of my favorite videos I did on TikTok was that song. 
because I love that song. Like I used to stim, you know, like do the echo Elia stim of that song when I was a kid. Oh, guess what? What? I missed you. (laughs) Aw. I was like, I kept trying to find time to to record earlier in the week and you guys were recording on Sunday um, and we had planned to record (laughs) and like things just kept happening and I was so busy and then Friday I had to go to the run fair because I had one tickets that were only good for that day yeah we did that was like the longest we've gone without texting in a while uh on Friday there was like no reception well I guess there was but I had an outfit with no pockets (laughs) (laughs) Like and I was like, I was like, oh, you're busy. And then I like, I think I slept a lot or something. Yeah. In case you all didn't guess, we text a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would oh. be like my day, my week would be really weird if like, if we stopped texting suddenly, I'd be like confused and like, what am I supposed to do? Probably means I'm hospitalized. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But then I'll get random like selfies from the hospital. Not if it's a a 72 hour hold. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. It has happened. (laughs) I have have wanted that to happen. Not that anyone really wants that, but I felt like I needed it. but But I didn't know how to navigate myself out of the closet I was curled up in to get there yeah that's huge like the last time I begged them a week before they did hospitalize me to take me and they wouldn't because they said that they didn't have any beds for anyone willingly there (laughs) they only had beds for people who were put on a hold and they weren't going to put me on a hold because I took myself there and wanted them to check me in awful i mean it's it's awful on multiple fronts because you didn't get the help you needed and then the fact then that it got worse yeah like, i'm gonna that, end up in a hold if you guys don't take me <laughs> yeah and and just the fact that they're that slammed that they can't accommodate people because that's gotta be hard too you know yeah uh, so yep they ended up putting me in a hold a week later <laughs> <laughs> i don't i have like i just think i'll like I don't know. I've never lost control. Like I just shred my insides and I feel like I need help, but then I can't externalize my need for help. So I, it's like, I don't know like what that would even, you know, like if I go to the doctor and it's the same as being in pain, I go to the doctor mm-hmm. and I'm very like, I'm in pain. Just and they're like, it must, yeah. And they're like, it must not be that bad then. And I'm like, no, it, it's really bad. Like, you know? For me to be telling you it's bad because my baseline is bad. Yeah. You know, I think I told you about being like labor and I was so calm. Mm-hmm. They didn't, when I asked for an epidural, they didn't believe me. And my blood pressure was like perfectly normal. And so they're like, oh, you're fine. Because I'm used to being in pain, but I should be able to enjoy this experience. Yeah. Also, I'm an extremely reserved person. So like everything goes inside. And because I, when I was little, Every time I like externalized any of my feelings, be them good or bad, I got in trouble. So like I I stopped. I became like it's like terrifying to like 
even like when I'm alone, like things like getting really happy and dancing and singing is really hard for me to do. It's actually easier for me to do it if I'm with somebody that's doing it with me because then I feel acceptance, mm-hmm. you know? Um, or so when you're dressed it, up, because I've noticed like on TikTok and stuff, you're yeah. able to, if the there is a sound going, it's not your sound and you can do it with the sound. So maybe it is kind of like a camaraderie with the person who made the original sound. Maybe that's like, I'm also like, my face is very like, uh, when you said dressed up, my brain went to, um, like being fancy dressed up, not clown dressed up. And that's why I was like, oh, gross, gross. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Clown dress up. Uh, like, uh, cause I am very animated, but it depends on what's going on. And I'm way more animated when I'm with a person in person then so I but it's a lot of work doing the videos and animating for the videos I do it's very intentional and -hmm. you could tell when I'm tired because I can't I can't do it I'll just be like you know whereas like if I'm hey if we were hanging out in person I would be way more animated Mm -hmm. and um it wouldn't be intentional it would just it would just be because I'm sort of feeding off the the energy of another person and you know yeah I make cartoon faces but, uh, I like those. <laughs> I just I used to be it's like when I got sick like I started conserving energy and now I'm more flat than 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 I was when I'm like talking to people but that's still not like emotional expression that's like mm-hmm. a whole other thing it's yeah that makes sense though because it is energy and I one of the guests that we're going to be bringing on uh, I need to coordinate with them um talks a lot about that about the energy that it takes to put on different social masks and that a lot of people it's just a slight change of things to be able to do those types of behaviors whether it's talking on the phone or seeing people in person with customer service where other people it is a much bigger change to have to put that face on and so it's you huge. run out of energy and then they if you combine chronic pain or conditions into it like that's even more energy that you're already taking up so it makes sense to tone that back to conserve energy because it, it's energy it's emotional energy and physical energy yep like I always have to take a nap after we record it's just I get tired and just I need you know you. yeah <laughs> But the nice thing is when we talk, it doesn't drain my social battery, really, which is mm-hmm. nice because some people, they just like, I, I'll spend a half an hour talking to them and I'm like, oh my God, I gotta, I'm gotta, i going to throw up. I feel so sick. I got to go. Like, And it's really nice when I find people that don't, don't do that. And I've been told that I don't do that, so which makes me really happy because I talk a lot. So because I always worry like I don't I'm like I'm sorry if I drained you they're like no it was great it was relaxing I was like okay (laughs) one of uh, I think the good thing is one of my things that I enjoy and I have since I was little was hearing other people talk about things that excite them and so I like to ask you questions about things that I know that you're excited about because I like hearing about you you talking about them I like that too like (laughs) And also like people who are like have a passion or like a joy for something like playing a musical instrument or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't, I'm demisexual, very asexual, whatever. But seeing somebody do something that they're good at, that they feel like in sync with themselves and have that joy of being alive while they do it is hot as fuck. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, well, then this might turn you on. <laughs> um, so when I was at like, the run fair, I think I told you a little bit about this, but when I was at the run fair, I ran into my friend, Daryl, who will also be a guest on <laughs> him and his wife, um, both want a guest on I think the we're podcast. Facebook friends now. Oh yeah, you are. Yeah. Um, so I ran into him at the run fair and I made him go all the way back out to his car <laughs> and grab his <laughs> spoons because he plays the spoons and he's even writing a book about it. Um, okay I thought that was a joke when he was talking about writing a book about spoons he literally has it written (laughs) it's almost done um but no he I think he has like 12 chapters in this book he he needs one of my spoon keychains yes he does (laughs) um but he brought him out and he taught me and uh, my friend Tilly to play the spoons and um, then at the end he's like yeah you guys can have those and so he gave them to us and I don't have them up here with me but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we went around awesome. and found people singing and we asked them if we could play the spoons with them while they were singing because <laughs> uh, people will, like sing to try to get people into their shops and I'm like oh we yeah, can yeah. you up <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome uh, it was really fun and uh, so now we both know a few things on the spoons uh, I think she's better than me but <laughs> we're gonna make some content <laughs> for OF <laughs> playing the spoons <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned guys <laughs> I, I can't wait to see that <laughs> we might do some clothed ones for tiktok too <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely our, should instead of our legs we'll use our yeah yeah we're talented <laughs> awesome it's fun now it makes me want to go get spoons and play even though like i'm not i was never good at it i could do the basic rhythm but i never really learned to do more And then I I mentioned to you, I got these, they're like these wood, they're about like this and shaped like that. And you get two of them together and you can like do the same sort of spoon thing, Mm -hmm. but they're wood. And it's like a Scottish percussion tool or something like that. So I used to play with that a lot. And I'm not going to say that I was good at it, but I played with it a lot. It's fun. And it's like, I feel like it's a stim for me. Like I was definitely like, didn't even notice I was still doing it throughout the day. Yeah. I just liked the way it was feeling. My hand was all red. Well, the EDS definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was like right where I kept hitting on my fingers was all red and puffy. <laughs> yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I was yeah. like wondering, like, you know, because with the EDS, the finger joints aren't necessarily as, you know, how much do you have to come? Like, would you, would you get a better rhythm if you wore some splints or, you know, like how Possibly. much does it impact? Huh. And you would get a different sound, probably. Yeah. Uh, they'd probably have. No, no. I think they could probably be soft still because your fingers are soft. And yeah. it's spoons hitting together that makes the sound. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking more on the side that you support the support the spoons. Like if it. Like yeah. is, is there is there more droop or whatever from from the the hypermobility or. You know, I don't, this is the thing with my brain, these rabbit holes, no, these things. And... Legit. Think about. <laughs> uh, you do hold it loose. So you're not like clenching it because that's where my hands get like issues and get stuck. Yeah. So I had to remind myself to hold it loose. Um, but yeah, splints would probably have made it easier. <laughs> yeah. Maybe less tiring. Mm-hmm. So, so kinesio tape along the, along oh, the top of the. I'm a big actually... fan of. 
doing any, if I do anything at length, like the last time I went shooting, I just kinesio taped the shit out of my arms and it helps so much. Okay. I need to do that next time I go shooting. Cause that's my one issue with not the arm, not the finger that I'm actually shooting with, but the one holding because most of, so I do a lot of shotgun and long rifle, but it's the arm that I'm holding out that needs some mm-hmm. help. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good, hmm. <laughs> I didn't think it's, about that. It's great stuff. Yeah, I went, I went back east for a friend's wedding, photographed his wedding, and then oh, like, we shooting. hung out. No, 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 no. And then, and then we went to an NRA, like, um, whatever gun range. Okay. And as like, so it was like this whole, like, it made it like a whole trip where we hung out and got barbecue and did this and did that and car show and whatever. But we also went shooting. And I was like, at that point, because I was still working, my arms were like absolutely trashed from sitting at a desk. And, um, I was like, I'm going to bring kinesio tape with me. And it did. It made the one time I went shooting without it. I was like my hands and like the forearms because it was mostly doing like pistols. My forearms were just like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. and then um, and then I did kinesio tape the next time. And I had way less like issues, less shake and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to shoot a sniper rifle, but um, like when I was a kid, that was like my dream job mm-hmm. because I don't know why. But um, just that was, you know, I, I was like, that's what they were like, well, but you're a girl. So that would be, you know, probably really hard for you to get into. And that made me so I was pretty disillusioned about being female by the time I was 10 because I was told I couldn't be a sniper and I was supposed to look pretty. And I did. I was like, yeah, there's no way that's going to happen. So like, um, uh, but I've never done it because as I got older, I became more and more sensitive to sound mm-hmm. and the percussion that kickback per- percussion from like those the large caliber is intense it's so cool to be around it but after like two or three shots I'm like I'm fried like my nervous system is just like nope I'm out even even with the ears covered and it's just physically you can feel the air mm-hmm. move and my body's just like oh do you think you could do because I have a couple of like the 22 long rifle um guns that don't have a lot of noise or kickback do you think you could do those because those I would try it long range and Evelyn shoots those yeah, um, I I would definitely try it and also like if we're doing it outside it's better because most of the time I've only been indoor ranges and it's mm-hmm. pretty intense having those large caliber like yeah. I literally was like why did they even allow that in here because it's like it's you know you're like yeah. going to shoot and you just get hit by the air you're like oh. Sensory wise, I can only do outdoor ranges. <laughs> I even in the winter, I go shooting out here and I do it out outdoors. Um, and, and and yes, I live in California and I like guns. There's oh my god, how dare lots we be liberal and like <laughs> guns? <laughs> I don't even. I mean, I guess technically, I would be considered a liberal because I think people should be allowed to do whatever they want to do. But I more identify with the libertarian of like leave people alone, leave other countries alone and just kind of like freedom for all as long as you're not hurting people. You know, you can even have bad opinions of other people. Just keep it to yourself. Yeah, just don't be that for yourself. Yeah. Like you don't 
you don't have to have blue hair if you don't want blue hair, but you also don't have to tell me that you don't like it because I literally <laughs> don't care. <laughs> 100%. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was, so I used, I was green party for a long time and then went to just independent and then I was Democrat only because I wanted to vote for one particular person. <laughs> and then I went back to independent. Um, but I, Bernie, Bernie, <laughs> Grandpa Burns. Um, but then I went back to independent and I I would align with libertarian if it wasn't what it is now. Like if it was yeah, what it I'm, originally was supposed to be. I'm textbook libertarian. Yeah. I am not social libertarian. Like I don't even like, I don't like walk around and go, well, I'm a libertarian because like the way that people show themselves on tv and talk though i don't even consider those people libertarians or no dumb. they're just no like they've completely like warped it and it's it's inaccurate and and nothing yeah. that they are saying would would fit libertarian because you shouldn't care about what other people do it's about your own like everyone having the right to choose for themselves Exactly. That's that's the point. And they're making it so that, well, I want you to choose my things that I want. Yeah. (laughs) And everyone should want that. And no, you're making a party again of like (laughs) control freaks. Exactly. It's control again, which is the exact opposite of what. Yeah. It's like, tell me you're really insecure in your identity without telling me you're insecure in your identity because you need to control other people. You know, mm-hmm. like the people that are comfortable and who they are do not do not feel that need. Like, what are you hiding? What do you feel ashamed of that you're not acting on? Let, let's get in there and unlock that so that you can be happy, you know, forced therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, because that's what I think with these all these angry people trying to control everyone else is that they're controlling themselves. Yeah. You know, and they put themselves they're... in such a box that you can't even wiggle around in it because if you do, then you're kind of going against everything that you've kind of made your identity. And yeah. I hate that. I hate putting myself into a box. Like I've changed things. I am glad that I've been able to and have changed my mind about things and grown. And I will still continue to do that the rest of my life and all the things. Yep that I stand for now may change and morph and grow and new things will come up and happen and times change. Uh, There's certain things that I know I'll never (laughs) change my mind on, but, uh, but again, it's like, let people smoke their weed and marry whoever they want and have their guns. (laughs) Yep. And on the flip side of that, if somebody does not want to make somebody a cake because they don't agree with them, that's absolutely okay. And they should not be forced to make that cake. What should have happened in that situation instead of them being sued by people that were butthurt because because they weren't being accepted for who they were is that, that those people went, these people refuse to make us a cake. We're going to let everybody know not to buy cakes there. Mm-hmm. And had there be an actual like informed like ramification for those people's you know bigotry it's their right to be that way you know and it's the other person's right to be like well we're not going to shop from you yeah and i'm going to let other people know that you don't because like there's a lot of advocates that maybe you would have made their cake 
but they don't want to shop from you either because you were bigoted against other people that I love. And so yeah. I don't want to support your business. And I agree with that. That's, um, there's just, there's like so little personal accountability from, from both sides that are on this like coin that mm-hmm. we're stuck witnessing. And, you know, like to me, I'm like the personal accountability is what matters the most. Like, you know, like you can think what you want and feel what you want, but if you act on it, there should be ramifications yeah, and suing somebody to force, force it is not to me is inappropriate. It's the inappropriate reaction. It's inappropriate and it doesn't have as big enough of an effect. I feel like you right. have, you get negative effects towards you instead of just the company having the effects of their own actions because now you have actions that are now having consequences and you're kind of having them point back at you and see say see that's why we don't want to deal with those types of people and like um, because they they took those other people's right away and and the other people the cake people they should have been learning a lesson through their business being impacted. So no lesson was learned. And these other people, they just mm-hmm. took somebody's right away and they created um, a precedent for yeah. that because, because they won. So now other people can use that when they go to court. And I just, I don't like it. I think it's awful, you know? Yeah. On the flip side of that though, in a different industry, uh, I was just in a group yesterday a focus group um in a small town and in small towns there's less options for businesses that you can go to um and we were talking about health industry and how a lot of people are being turned away from even having their health cared for myself included um whether it's for having certain chronic illnesses that they judge you for or because they don't understand them. But the other side of it is a lot of people in the LGBTQIA plus community being um, the doctors saying that they don't feel comfortable treating them and having stereotypes and having a lot of stigmas around uh, people. Honestly, if your concern is that every person in the community has HIV, which is a lot of what the doctors are saying, you should treat every single person coming into your clinic as if they do and protect yourself because that is what you're taught in medical school. Even right. me going to pre-med, that is what we are taught. You treat everyone like they have an infectious disease and you protect yourself. And so if well, they come to you and tell you that they have it, thank you, but I'm already doing the precautions that I normally would do. But yeah, yeah. there's a lot of people being turned away here have to pretend like they're not part of, they have, they have to lie to their doctors about who their partners and, are. And that's a moral issue as far as I'm concerned, because doctors take an oath to do no harm. Mm-hmm. And by by turning people away because of their bias, they're putting themselves ahead of helping people, which means that they're breaking their oath. Like, you know, yeah. that's like, that's a whole other. And if if they're like, if they're in a position where they just aren't sure what to do, there's an entire community of doctors that they can tap into and be like, hey, mm-hmm. I don't know how to navigate this. Can you guys give me some information so that I can help this patient, you know, but we also need better, like we need better infrastructure, like in terms of like telehealth, like if, mm-hmm. like, as far as I'm concerned, there should be like doctors that trans people can go to, to get lab lab work and, and prescriptions and stuff 
and they can just like call in and get it anywhere. Like they shouldn't have to, you know, like the whole state line laws and licensing is bullshit. It's just like a way to control the money. And, you know, like there should be like a system in place for people like that who live in rural places or live anywhere where they can't get the care that they can just, you know, like right now you can just call like all these places online, get telehealth to get ADHD meds, Mm -hmm. you know, which is part of the reason why there's like a shortage, right? (laughs) That it, it should be like that for trans people. It should be like that for anybody that's in a marginalized group that has trouble getting healthcare, you know, like just, it's frustrating to me because it seems like a really obvious solution and people are not i'm sure there are people thinking about there maybe even people trying to get the word out for their own but there's not enough of it and yeah it should be when i was trying to get on prep they were so uninformed is probably the best word for it i no one in my town will do it for anybody So they had to do, send me over an hour and a half away to another doctor who then told me that they don't do prep for people who were not assigned male at birth. And that's not true (laughs) at all. Um, Yeah, that's weird. That's not true. And it's less effective, um, but only by a small margin. It's still effective. And it's just bizarre to me that an infectious disease doctor didn't know what they were talking about and wouldn't right. prescribe it to me. When I got to Denver, the first doctor I saw was like, of course we can get that for you and immediately just put in the prescription. Yeah. Did you have like side effects with it? Nope. I had, I know someone that took it and they had, um, it destroyed their GI system. Like, just, oh. it, yeah, was... my GI stuff started way before <laughs> um I mean maybe it got worse afterwards but it was months after I was taking it that uh stuff started getting worse yeah it's probably probably not but yeah they had like they got leaky leaky gut from taking it I've heard that I've heard that that could be a side effect I didn't have that I had the opposite (laughs) (laughs) yeah unleaky gut unleaky gut I don't even know how people like navigate like all the cooties out there. Like I have the like I remember when I was made th- like because I was single for like fifteen years, right? And I had this mm-hmm. teacher that I would hang out with. I was taking like uh, Spanish, and um, we would hang out after class sometimes. And he was like, "You know, you're 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 in your thirties. You should go like date and sleep with people and have fun." And I was like, "Oh, people have cooties." <laughs> like he looked at me like I was crazy but I was just like you know like (laughs) well even in like polyamorous situations where we talk about like fluid bonding which I think is the gross word fluid but (laughs) but that includes even like sharing drinks or food with somebody or like things like I guess that's that's all I can think of but things like that and you're supposed to tell your partners even if you are like sharing a drink with somebody because that's up to them to decide whether or not they want to take that risk of uh, herpes yeah from sharing a drink or or hepatitis b or Mm -hmm. yeah there's like there's different all kinds of things that yeah that's important I had a I had a housemate that 
was hiding the fact that she had the HPV, one of the HPVs that causes the warts, and she mm-hmm. would just get the warts removed on occasion. And she started to get involved with this poly guy and he was doing the whole interview stage of like, are you clean, blah, 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 like before they slept together. And she was telling me about it. And I was like, well, you told him about the HPV, right? She's like, no, what? everybody gets that. And I was like, not everybody gets that one. That one's like, you know, one of the ones big associated with like different types of cancers and like, you know, so I went and told him before before they slept together and uh I didn't live there for much longer after that and she wouldn't be in a room with me after that but like she would run away she was it scared I guess she was scared of me after that but I said after that too many times in a row now my brain is after that (laughs) (laughs) but like to me I was like that was one of the most immoral things that I had like had someone say to me and I was just like oh no like so, you know, if anyone's ever hanging out with me and they're going to tell me immoral stuff, just I will tell on you. So <laughs> I killed a guy in Reno. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I I don't know. For me, a lot like you, it's hard for me to lie and I overshare and I I get I don't even call I don't even think it's oversharing. I share as much about myself as I want to. <laughs> Yep. But I feel like if it's someone I'm going to be intimate with, even if it's for making content and it's not like for any sort of like romantic side of things, um, I'm going to be honest with them and I'm going to get whatever testing they want me to get before we do that. And yeah. then they can make the informed decision. I can make the informed decision um, because that's the right thing to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. I always ask for tests. Like it's just you know, and I get, I just, I don't know why, but like my doctor, they just do the tests with every time I get a checkup. So like, I always have like, yeah, it's just, I'm like, and I don't complain. I'm like, okay. I mean, I'm not, you know, I went like, even though I was like 15 years without anybody touching me, I still was like, sure, go ahead. You know? (laughs) I, okay. So speaking of that, I was like two years in of not being with anyone and I was still would get scared I was pregnant. <laughs> I I don't have a uterus anymore. And sometimes my brain does that. Like, I can't get pregnant. Like I, so I've had ablation and I've had my tubes removed and I only had one ovary anyway. If any of you know my story, I've told you about <laughs> many times. Um, but uh, I still like get those phantom baby kicks. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, like sometimes the gas bubbles move just like right. Mm-hmm. And it will feel just like the like the quickening in the beginning. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. It's funny. Like it is. so It's so weird to have this life experience that changes the association with gas bubbles for the rest of your life. It does. It really, really <laughs> does. Because and then like, yeah, it's just crazy because it's normal feelings that you had before you were pregnant. And now you associate it with that because you've had it so much during that time and it felt yep. the same. Yeah. yeah. The one the one thing I have not experienced without having a baby in me is the sensation of hiccups because he got the hiccups every day for the last two weeks at six in the morning. And uh, my whole, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I went to the doctor, I was like, what is that? She's like, I think, I think he's got the hiccups. And then sure enough, after he was born, he had the hiccups like 
at the same time every day. Does he still get them? Uh, like I don't think so. Like the <laughs> so when I went through my pregnancy, um, I had worked with an osteopath. So I went to my regular OBGYN, but I also saw an osteopath who like did uh, cranial sacral adjustments. Um, mm-hmm. So I had like a really relatively easy labor, like my first baby six hours just shot right out of me. Right. And um, so she actually came to the hospital after he was born and did craniosacral therapy on his head. So he didn't look like a vagina squished baby and um, adjusted his in his sternum, the um, the diaphragm and all of that. Mm-hmm. And so after like three adjustments, he stopped having like the hiccups all the time. And he had like a perfect round baby head and all that. So it's pretty cool. Fascinating. She was an amazing, like I, when I was a teenager, I was in so much pain. I had sciatica. Part of my leg was numb. I like, I wanted to die. Like I was in so much pain. Like I was positive. I had so much trauma from how much pain I was in. I was positive. I was going to die before I was like 25. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I saw her and she, she like, she was like, your body is jacked up. I don't know what's wrong with you, but like you have loose ligaments and I don't know if you have tears or, or, you know what, but so she did, um, this thing called prolotherapy. Um, I don't know if you've heard of that, but it, it is used in other countries for people with EDS or with ligament tears. And they, um, you inject like this stuff. It's like, I think it's like vitamin C and other stuff into, either into the ligament or right next to it. And it creates like a calcification. Um, and it can, if the ligament's freshly torn, it can cause the ligament to start to regrow a little bit. So you can have some healing. If it's been long torn or it's just moving around too much, it creates a calcification on the bone that um, keeps the ligament from moving too far. And so she did that because my hips were like out over an inch up and then forward. Mm-hmm. Um and after a couple of treatments of that, my hips stayed in for like five years before it wore off. And that like all the stuff she did, like me, I still had pain, but it was like, it, it just never, out. yeah, it never got back to that point until maybe like a decade ago. And then now I, you know, I have tried finding good osteopaths, but they're not affordable. And, you know, like I did go to the, there's a school here for them. I did go to the free clinic for a while, but. I always tell people if you're going to get a doctor, get find a DO because they mm-hmm. osteopaths go to school. They have like a medical degree. They do extra schooling so that they can learn how the body works with itself and yeah. they have a better understanding. So my primary doctor is a DO. Um, she doesn't do adjustments because she's like a tiny little human. So people are too heavy for her. <laughs> but um, she's been great to work with because she's she understands how things work and she's better at referring me out and stuff oh I want to look into that for the shoulder because it's come out of this well it comes out of the socket really easily um and ever since I had there was a, a is that your left shoulder it's my right shoulder okay it's my left shoulder that does that <laughs> I can like do this I and it, I get it like, like a, I get a you see the the little dent right there yeah it's Oh, I have it on that side too. Oh, well. <laughs> um, also, my finger, I'm get. I don't know if you can see from holding my phone. <laughs> it's like that's funny. The other one's straight, but this one like dips where my phone sits on my hand. That's funny. 
I have like I broke this finger it it overextended uh mm-hmm. so much that it popped the bone off that holds the ligament so instead of the ligament giving way the bone popped off and they were like well you're gonna need surgery on that and so far it's been like 20 years it's been okay so I was tickling someone and they smushed me smushed my hand between their knees and it just mm-hmm. broke it was weird it didn't really hurt it just felt weird Oof. That sounds yeah. uh uh icky. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was very odd. I couldn't straighten my finger. It's kind of hanging there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so this morning I had a ghost interaction in my house. Ooh. And I have a feeling I know what you're gonna say it actually was. So <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta tell me about it. I need to know. Okay, so I remember my headphones falling off my side this side of the bed. I was getting dressed and because uh, I needed to go take Evelyn to the doctor and I turn around and they're sitting right on my bed. I think the ghost was just helping me and they picked up my headphones and put them on my bed for me. They're helpful ghost. They, you know what? It's because of Casper. It's because you brought Casper in. So they're like, <laughs> you. you're down with the ghosts. And <laughs> Thanks Casper. Okay. <laughs> my theory which I think is probably yours if what happened <laughs> is I disassociated and went and picked him up and put him on my bed. <laughs> I, my, so my brain never fixates on one thing. It goes, it could be this. And then there's like a list of 20 things. So it was like, well, maybe you picked it up and you didn't remember. Maybe you remember them falling, but they didn't actually fall. Um, cause I, you know, I don't know, weird things happen like that. Mm-hmm. You have children, um, <laughs> like, you know, they could have been useful without you asking. I don't know. <laughs> None of them had been up here though. So they fell off and then I was like, oh, I'll go pick those up later. I don't need them. <laughs> and so then I went off the other side of the bed, which is where my laundry basket was. And I went and got dressed, turned back around and there they were. I like ghosts. I, like I think the ghost. I think it was. Yeah. That's more fun than disassociating. I mean, disassoci- disassociating has its fun sometimes, but. So it was like, <laughs> so this is the case. And it was just sitting. It was the only thing. And it was just sitting right there on my bed. I'm like, hmm. You could, I mean, you could have gnomes. The borrowers, they went and took them and then they brought them back. Yeah. That was actually, so Tom Felton who most people know him from playing Draco Malfoy in Harry Potter. But I had a crush on him from The Borrowers because he was in that movie. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was, was a really child, cute guys. <laughs> yeah. Is it weird that age. I didn't have crushes on kids when I was a kid? Like I, I always had, but, but my crushes were very specific. Spock, Egon, they were all like uh Sigourney Weaver and uh Alien, like they're all very dry, intelligent, like you know, I think it was my autism. I don't think it was like I don't know. think that's weird. I think that a lot of kids have crushes on adult characters as well, or fantasy characters. Uh mine were Tom Felton as a child. Um there were Tom Felton and Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And then he was in Home Improvements. 
and George, uh, not George's jungle. Um, it was like the kid, jungle to like jungle. the sandy, sandy-haired yeah. kid. Yeah. Um, and then, but but my other crushes were mainly animated, and I had a huge crush crush on Princess Jasmine, um, and Aladdin, both of them together, and. Then, <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh Lilu and the fifth element and I think those were the main ones when I was little I just identified with Lilu I didn't really have a crush it was like uh you know and then like um the car the cartoon Egon was the one from the cartoon Ghostbusters that's the one I had the crush on so um <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, I did have a crush. Okay, this is weird. And I thought it was weird. And I, I think this is my first time ever saying it out loud. But I had a crush on um, Slimer. <laughs> yeah. I always also liked the bad guys. When I was developing into my sexuality age, you know, the tween and when you start getting the feels, it was always, you know, like Freddy and stuff. And it had nothing to do with how yeah. they looked. It had to do with like, the character and 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 the bad guys always have character development like why mm-hmm. would you ever care if the 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 other people live because like there's no character development but you have like these people that you can empathize with and i had like so much angst at that age because of like the environment i grew up in that like those were those bad guys were the ones that i felt like would be most likely to accept me and mm-hmm. and stuff you know so it, it like it makes sense but you know to tell people oh yeah like Freddy's hot, you know, like, <laughs> like what the hell? Actually, man, now with his new character development, I wouldn't say I that. I haven't, I'm like um, really be- behind on. So they've really emphasized on the new ones that he was a pedophile. Oh no. And that the parents found out and burned like the place down, and that's how he got. Why'd they do that to him? I that's don't know. Okay. That's rude. I it really didn't it wasn't necessary <laughs> and I did not like it and it made me feel really icky and it wasn't because like like I watch criminal minds I watch like all those things but I feel like they just kind of destroyed the character and I and some people were rooting for him and like you kind of made those people look like jackasses <laughs> right <laughs> yeah you like you gave him like one of the ugliest backstories like just yeah did you see the criminal minds episode with um tim curry yes oh and we're like at first i was like that's tim curry no that's not tim curry is that tim is you know like because he was so good in the role that like it was you know he's it was so good oh my god he is one of the best actors ever he looks like uh, he looks like my biological father a little bit so when i was a little kid I used to daydream that he was my dad because they look a lot alike. He would have been a better dad. (laughs) He might have actually wanted me. (laughs) All right, Tim Curry, if you see this, you need to adopt me. (laughs) She doesn't need much. She just wants you to call her. Yeah, Yeah, you could just text me like once every couple of months. That'll be more attention than I'm used to. Exactly. You can do that, right? (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't mind a text either. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll have a group chat. Low, low, low demand group chat. Yeah. Yeah. 
I only need like one text a year, just like on my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, darling. <laughs> I'll be like your your adopted stepdaughter and we will be your actual adopted daughter. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh gosh. That's funny. Um so, so who are we supposed to talk about today? So I I decided we had someone email us. Um, I decided to read the email that they sent us and it is a spooky one, but it is now October. And I think that that is appropriate. I think I told you, I did like a whole bunch of videos for my TikTok. I did like 22 of them and they're all like dark and spooky. They're spooky. Um, where is it okay so they put in their name but they put two of them and i'm not sure which one i'm supposed to read so i'm just going to call them jay <laughs> and they wrote in not uh what is it called the thing in my room <laughs> and their little like preamble to it that's not the right word pre-ramble <laughs> pre-ramble <laughs> <laughs> not my oldest that would be rebecca of the lodge not the strangest that would be the ghost at midnight but i have met these creatures several times in my life if you ever find a ghostly tree with tentacle-like limbs in your cryptid search let me know because they keep seeing it and they have not been able to find it. i'm gonna take my glasses off because they're for far away <laughs> <laughs> Um, they did write me and they just said, hey, have you ever seen a like a cryptid that's in trees that has tentacles? And I'm like, no, but I'll search for one for you. Tree squid. So if any of our listeners know of a tree squid, let me know. <laughs> so I can let Jay know. All right. It's called The Thing in My Room. I always hated being ill. Fever brought about the strangest images of things growing up. At least I always told myself they were just images brought on by the fever. Did you ever have fever dreams? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I got really sick. I had pneumonia when I was like 12 and I had like, I think I lost like three days to fever dreams, but my brain is like dark and spoopy, like end of the world type stuff. So it's pretty intense. <laughs> my... So I had, I have a reoccurring dream that I've had since I was like five and a half when my parents split up. Sorry, Jay, I, I'm <laughs> going to talk about my fever dream here. <laughs> Do it. So I had this dream and it started then and I still have it now and I'm still the same age in the dream. So I'm like five and a half. And uh, we lived in this condo, so it was like two stories, and we were like the second one in. And in the dream, a T-Rex comes to my house, up to my window, because I was on the second floor, and he's like, hey, get on my back. And so I climb out my window onto his back, and then he eats my mom. <laughs> and then he eats like all my neighbors. And then we go down the road and like, I don't feel anything. Like, I don't feel scared. I don't feel sad. It sounds like a fantasy, not any kind of nightmare. That's for sure. 
And so he's going down and like eating people and leaving all the pets though. He didn't eat any of the dogs. Like people will be walking their dogs and then he'll just like eat the person and the dog like runs off. <laughs> and we go down to Taco Bell. Um, so there was this Taco Bell and it's very 90s and it still is in my dreams. <laughs> you know, the, the buy colors. And <laughs> we go there and we order a bunch of bean burritos and I eat the bean burritos. And then we just go off and he just continues eating people. So when you said Taco Bell, I got like this visual of like, um, like Taco Bell building with the like the sign. So it's really clearly Taco Bell with a T-Rex with a little girl on the back, like literally could be Mm -hmm. like a storybook image or something like that. Like (laughs) somebody that draws should draw that. Make a story about me and my (laughs) T-Rex. Going to Taco Taco Bell. (laughs) But every time I'm sick, I have this reoccurring dream. that's mine yeah I have I have like the same like reoccurring dreams there's a couple of them but the one that started the earliest I was about three the first time I had it and it was um there were black cats with wings and they would fly around if they scratched you you would turn into a black cat with wings so it's like you had to like hide from them and like you know and so everybody around me was getting this like cat virus and turning into these like black cats with wings and stuff and so like I had that dream a lot until I was older and then I've had other I have other reoccurring dreams but they're all like they're either like the bomb or the virus or men in black or you know that kind of thing but they're always like survival dreams so they're I'm always trying to protect other people I'm trying to hide so Mm -hmm. I learned how to lucid dream when I was like seven because of that so I do when I go I go through phases of just having normal dreams and then having stress dreams and stress dream eras when I lucid dream, like pretty exclusively every night that helps me, helps me control it. Like I started learning how to control when the bomb would go off. And so as the wave from the bomb would come towards me, I would turn it into lava that would instantly cool. And then there would be lava tubes that we could play in. Like that was like what I did as a kid, like, to control these like end of the world dreams that is cool I can lucid dream it's not every time but some it's usually during a bad dream that I realize like hey like things aren't working like they normally would like I can't scream or I can't run or something's going on and I can kind of just like in my head realize that I'm dreaming and I then can go into like okay I can control this yeah but I, I don't go into dreams realizing their dreams. Yeah, I think I notice it usually like after it's already started. I'll be like, oh, I don't like this. And then I start being like, oh, I'm dreamy. I'm going to I'm going to control it. And I remember like learning to lose a dream. I would have these dreams where I couldn't walk through a walkway. I would get sucked up to the top of the walkway over and over again. And so I had to like control it and get through the walkway or if I wore a skirt the skirt would go up around my face go up around my face over and over again and that was like it was like my brain was training me to the lucid dream is really interesting like and I and from what I've read people don't lucid dream that often but like I lucid dream all the time and my son does as well so I feel like maybe there's just some people that are more inclined to do it yeah I didn't even realize that was a thing and like I didn't know there was a name for it when I started doing it and it was just really interesting when I was like, why can't I freaking scream? I remember the first dream that I did it in and like something was coming after me and it was a T-Rex. Actually, <laughs> I dream about dinosaurs a lot. <laughs> <laughs> 
and it was coming after me. It had eaten like everyone else. And then it was coming after me and I tried to scream and it wouldn't come out. And I'm like, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> I scream just- loud. <laughs> <laughs> it drives me crazy when I have dreams where I'm trying to talk and I can't talk and I'm like ah, ah, like <laughs> how it is though it's like you could feel it too yeah and, like yeah. in my dream I can feel it and like I'm trying to scream I'll make myself telepathic talk. I like project I project what I need to say into the person's brain and my that's how I how I work around that in my dream I like that I'm gonna try that with a dinosaur anyway. <laughs> Dinosaur, dinosaur, (laughs) let's go to Taco Bell. We gotta go get burritos. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Taco Bell has the now they have these enchilada burritos. They're chicken enchilada, and I ordered one just to like see what it was like. They're two dollars. At least here, they're two dollars. I don't know. They're more there. (laughs) Probably four dollars (laughs) here. And they're so good. I really liked them. I think I have to. I'm going to have to try that because Taco Bell is one of my safe food. Play- I'm going to make t-shirts that say Taco Bell is my safe food. Yeah, I I yeah. will buy one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think other mass cell people will also, they'll be like, okay. It was crazy. I think I told you about that on the mass cell uh, group that I'm in, a bunch of people had said Taco Bell is their safe food too. I'm like, there must be something about Taco Bell. <laughs> It's the lack of the low residue diet. It's basically this mm-hmm. shitty food like McDonald's and they just low residue makes it easier for us to, you know, but it's weird because you would think with all the preservatives and stuff mm-hmm. that we would be like, Bleh. but they may like the beans. I don't think they have preservatives in them because they dehydrate them. So I think that they, they get around preserving them by just dehydrating them and then they rehydrate them that day. Yeah, that's a good point. And I usually don't get meat. I usually get like the bean burritos. Um, yeah, that's chi- that's my go-to. Um, but the chicken, I was fine with too in their fajita burritos. And if I get the chicken tacos, I can do those. Yeah, too. I've noticed I'm okay with their chicken as well. Like, and I don't, I don't like chicken, but unfortunately, like sometimes if I just need the protein, yeah. I have to suffer with it. So you can usually hide chicken, chickeniness and flavors. Yeah, it goes good with. <laughs> goes good with beans mm-hmm. all right so back to your story jay sorry about our uh <laughs> rambling about our lucid dreams and taco bell <laughs> <laughs> all right when my mother finally got her own teaching job her own house us boys all got our own room now There was a quick power struggle. My older and younger brothers each took a grab for the bedrooms closest to the rest of the house. Oh, you're a middle child. (laughs) I chose the one on the extension. It wasn't a bad choice. There There was pink drapes and a pink flowery chandelier that quickly prevented my brothers from choosing that room. Use that against them. Use that toxic masculinity. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I didn't care. Those were things that could be changed. True. I noted from a quick eye about the house, it was the largest bedroom. However, it also was close to the utility room. Well, that's where all the spooky stuff happens. So it (laughs) it would be noisy when there was laundry. Small price to pay for a little privacy. There were two doors to the room, one to the family room and one to my younger brother's room. 
neither would be a problem. Sounds like foreshadowing, though. (laughs) (laughs) There was a strange chill in the room. No amount of heating could take that chill away from the center of the room. Ooh, in the middle of the room. The dogs and cats also avoided the center of the room. Sometimes our smallest dog would sit in the doorway and bark at the center of the room as if something was there. Anyone, um, oh, everyone made fun of that. I think you're right. <laughs> made, made fun of the dog. That's they mean. Made, like, obviously, if, if the dog and the cats feel the same way that the people do, there's something going on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, PJ, the largest of the cats, a 25-pound black alley cat that ruled the neighborhood, ruptured um, crows and ravens live and attacked a Great Dane. (laughs) Cats are brutal when they don't like dogs. (laughs) Anytime Vincent walks his his dog down our street, um, he was the one the only one who ever came close to the center of the room but even he for all his vaunted courage would not cross the cold spot in the room he um, would often lie on my bed watching the center of the room as if something interesting was happening there once our littlest dog was barking from the doorway when she suddenly lunged into the room bit at something and then ran from the room whining in a panic as if something or someone had hit her this is not a nice entity i like my my headphone ghost (laughs) right your your local casper (laughs) look he's hanging out with sweet and sour (laughs) it looks like a little peen to me i keep looking at it and being like i think it's supposed to be a nugget but it looks like a little peen the chicken nugget (laughs) (laughs) and i like his like dopey like mouth in between his eyes yeah (laughs) i like it i got him from a farmer's market i think he was like eight dollars which is like nothing for a handmade right that's like that's actually really cheap for that much work oh goodness okay So with such activities from the animals, I started avoiding the center of the room, just as they did. However, when I was ill with a fever, I would see something there. Something moving. As I got older, the image became clearer, but only when I was ill. The most disturbing vision came when I was 16. My cat PJ was with me when I was running a fever of 104.5. You're at home. You're supposed to be at the hospital? (laughs) In an ice bath? (laughs) (laughs) Let me talk to your parents. Right? I also did not read this ahead of time. (laughs) Um, I remember because my mother was worried about the fever for once. Oh, sounds like my mother. (laughs) yeah right <laughs> my mom <laughs> for kept once thinking i was faking being sick and hadn't checked my temperature and i she like i did i would get like legit stomach aches and like really like, it was my anxiety for sure not wanting to go to school and i really yeah. felt sick like i was not trying to just get out of school even though i did want to get out of going to school but i legit didn't feel well and yeah. then my mom just assumed that I was doing that and thought that I was 
fine. And then took my temperature and it was like 103 point something. And then finally was like, okay, maybe we should go to the doctor. Yeah. And I had pneumonia. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I had walking pneumonia and it took my mom like weeks to take me to the doctor for it. And it was, it was easier for her to scream at me about coughing than, you know, yeah. My son did the same thing with the stress and anxiety thing. And he ended up so anxious and stressed that he got gastritis where it was like, mm-hmm. He had a legit reason for being in pain and feeling sick, you know, so it was like trying to manage that and treat that, you know, yeah. get him to be less stressed about school and stuff. Anxiety and stress can definitely cause, I think that's why I have gastritis is from that. And then they kept putting me on like a leave for my joint pain as well as my stomach pain. And now I have hemorrhagic gastritis. <laughs> yeah. I can't, my mast cells won't let me take NSAIDs. Like I'll maybe once a month I'll have it just if it's a real bad day, but that's it. Cause the yeah. mast cells just go, no, I can't, I kept getting sick while on them. And I think that that's what it was too. And I just can't, I can do Tylenol, um, and like baby aspirin, but yeah, I can't, I can't do ibuprofen, Aleve, Motrin. Yep. Okay. Let's learn more about your fever, Jay. Um, as the, <laughs> as the fever settled in, it was like someone lifted off a haze in the room. I saw a very black tree with vines growing up from a center, from the center of the room. The tentacles waved about freely as if they were part of an underwater creature. Hmm. I want to paint this. Yeah. I'm not cool. a good painter though. I'll be able to tell what it is. But. Yeah. Um, I told myself it was all a fever dream, though I had never quite had a dream like that, but it was always in the center of the room. Usually I would see a shadow there, a haze like heat rising from the center of the room, but no more than that. This time I saw the creature for the first time. My mother walked right through the thing on her way to take my temperature. I tried to get out, get, I tried to get out a warning, but my fever rattled, um, my fever rattled mind, um, couldn't even produce words. I must be in a fever dream. Some vision brought on by my fever. I relaxed a bit. Of course, you're talking yourself out of that tentacle thing in the middle of the room. I would too. (laughs) Um, PJ came to sit with me. He loved to sit on my chest, especially when ill. Oh, cats love our hot bodies. 25 pounds of (laughs) chest sitting cat when you're in the middle of some like nasty cootie attack. That sounds great. (laughs) It's it's like a WWE cat fighter. (laughs) Uh, PJ wins. (laughs) Hey, oh. But this time he sat between my legs, thank God, <laughs> and watched the thing in the center of the room. I made excuses for this behavior, since what I was seeing was nothing but delusions brought on by the fever. PJ couldn't possibly be watching the thing I was seeing there. It was in the worst of the fever that I remember the thing most vividly. It was as if it took on a solid substance. Light from the room even played off the surfaces. Bambi, the smallest of our dogs, barked from the door. I wonder if that cat killed his mom. Um, 
killed Bambi's mom. <laughs> it took me a, my brain had to like process that. <laughs> I can't believe I'm thinking a live action Bambi. Like we haven't cried enough. All right. Um and the t- thing took a swat at her with a whip-like motion of a tentacle. To my shock and horror, the thing struck her and she fell from the strike, got up and ran from the door to my the door to my room whining it was beginning i was beginning to doubt this was just a fever dream i would have too after that <laughs> yet there was pj playing or watching the whole thing with cat-like interest and also cat-like indifference <laughs> amos I ain't afraid of no ghost. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, i see that thing over there you take care of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, then the thing caught the edge of the bed with a tentacle and I felt the bed move. Now I was just frightened. PJ bounded to the corner of the bed and struck at the tentacle like limb with the, with its claws strike after strike after strike as the bed inched away from the wall being pulled into the center of the room. Finally, the thing pulled away the tentacle, which seemed to have shredded Without any blood or anything like like blood, PJ watched it for, for a while from the corner of the bed. When, then when satisfied, it would not renew its grasp on the bed, return to me, lay across my waist, and simply purred while watching the thing. PJ smiled, as cats do, very proud of his activity, and raised a weak arm. I raised a weak arm to pet him. <laughs> That's scary. Um did your mom notice the, I mean, you might say this later but did your mom notice the bed pulled away from the wall? <laughs> all right um i had written it all um off to the fever before i fell asleep to pj's purrs when i woke the fever had broken i was incredibly weak barely able to stand bambi near the head of the bed sat there watching the center of the room as if guarding me It was then, as I sat up, I realized that the bed had been pulled diagonally towards the center of the room, almost a foot from the head of the bed to the wall, and about nine inches from the side of the bed to the wall. I always kept my bed tight against the wall because I like to sleep in the corner of the bed against the wall. Me too, except for when I got up here. Me too. (laughs) Uh, It's so it's so hard to adapt like how your bed is without mm -hmm. like I have a I always like. Cause I'll like get close to falling off the bed because I want to be in the corner. Mm-hmm. That's how it was when I first moved my bed up here, but there was no way to put it against the wall because of the, the posters and yeah. the way that the ceiling is, is like this. So this is like, yeah, that, that's where yeah. it's going. <laughs> I like to sleep. It's either that or be like a burrito where I roll around in my blanket until it's like really tight. I'm in a group chat where they're having a fight over who loves who more. Um, <laughs> just, just keeps popping up. I love you more. No, I love you more. <laughs> now I can't join in. Um, okay. So where were we at here? Um, okay. A habit I picked up after falling out of the top bunk. I don't blame you. <laughs> From elementary school on, I have always slept near the back corner near the wall. Now I was nearly falling into the gap between my bed and the wall. 
As I pushed my bed back against the wall, Bambi growled at the center of the room. I stopped, afraid to turn around, but then she started wagging her tail at me. We both left the room at the uh, left the room at the edge, avoiding the center of the room entirely. I would be scared too. And I think I would try to change rooms with my brother. <laughs> my least favorite just, brother. <laughs> just spray paint the pink stuff black and be like, here you go. Here you yeah, go. Yeah, <laughs> look, it's just for you. Oh yeah. my goodness. I'm going to look for <laughs> tentacle trees for you. I think I like Taco Bell T-Rexes better. Yeah. Well, <laughs> That's creepy. We can do both. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm like imagine make a cool tattoo it would yeah the visual like there's a lot of like uh art potential i wish i could draw i, I cannot like i can't even like i i can just do abstract i can't do anything cool like that becca can i and my brother just bought becca and evelyn a bunch of paints and canvases i'm gonna ask her to paint a tentacle tree nice we'll see how Good. it turns out <laughs> <laughs> tree squid tree squid oh yeah that would that i don't think i'd be able to sleep in that room again like all all of it sounds like fever dream until like the bed moving and then it's mm -hmm. like well how do you how do you you know explain that part you know because like I, some of my fever dreams were really like tactile and like where i couldn't i couldn't tell you what was real and not real when i woke up you know yeah I it kind of like my mind goes to like making a movie about it but you can kind of make it about how kind of like the secret window where things are happening and you think it's something else but it's really that person doing the things and disassociating and like yeah doing the things that you're imagining. like maybe he could have just been like because you know like the fever dream he could have just been kicking the wall or pushing off the wall and it moved the bed and mm -hmm. his brain was just explaining it you know away and yeah there's I mean there's things there's ways to explain it but it's more fun to like imagine that a tentacle tried to get him yeah oh you know you wonder because when you hear about different stories of almost like different realities merging with ours in a specific place. Like, have you heard of the staircases to nowhere? Like they're legit. Uh, so there's these staircases that people find just in the middle of the forest. I'm going to do a, an episode about them, but yeah, I mean, the only, the only staircases to nowhere I know about are the, the Winchester mystery house. That's no, it. these are like in the middle of the forest and it's just a staircase. Okay. So it's kind of like finding a random door or something where you're like, yeah, yeah. And there's no structure or anything else, debris or anything around them that, and people think that if you go like, there's like different uh, theories that if you like go up the staircase, you'll like go into another dimension or like be in between dimensions and that that staircase yeah. is actually from another dimension. There's really a house there somewhere else um, that, that they had built there. And yeah, if you look into, there's quite a few of them um, that you can go and see, but no one knows where they came from. They're legit, like in a house staircases, like not outdoor staircases. Yeah, and, I always thought it'd be yeah. cool if they're like multiverses that we could mm -hmm. like. The thing is, is that humans are so awful that we'll just ruin it. They're all ruined. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> just like they're all gonna like ruin like like the um oh, shit what's the name of that book series with come on brain it's like all the information's like right there the the long the long it's the long and then there's a whole series and there's like different but um those are really enjoyable and it's kind of like that there's if you go like a certain direction you can go into like the multiverses in one direction or the other and it's i don't know as they're good books i need i think there's a few more in the series that i haven't read yet i read the first five that sounds like something i'd want to read so if you remember what they're called let me know <laughs> i have probably come up in my on audible <laughs> i'm really bad at reading paper books because <laughs> so they have audio i like i can't listen i can't it's so bad i can't i want to i i should try it now that i'm doing like art because i may be able to listen while i'm doing the art because i i can do podcasts so that's how i realized i could do that or if i'm on a long car ride there it is the long mars um it's terry it's written by stephen baxter who is my favorite sci-fi author and then terry pratchett who is a lot of people's favorite fantasy author not not mine but um is he's a really good author too so yeah, and it's not not lee's favorite though so do better <laughs> yeah do better um so the series is called the long earth and the the long mars is the third one okay and it's about parallel parallel earth sequences cool i like that I, I yeah i do like the idea of parallel universes but if if those humans are better than these humans i don't want these humans knowing about it <laughs> right yeah seriously and if there's like yeah and then if there's other dimensions where there's things that exist that we just can't perceive it's probably better that we can't perceive them because even if they're creepy we'll still fuck them up that's the other thing like what if there are entities well not even entities like beings that are made out of a material that we can't see or feel or hear and they do live among us and we just don't know that they're there and that's the cause of some of the things going on and they're not actually ghosts or previous energy they're actual current energy that's going on yeah that would be very interesting if we if our science gets the point that we could learn about that because there's there's so much that we can't we can't see their ghosts maybe we're moving (laughs) shit for them (laughs) right that'd be be so weird if we were just like literally like existing at different wavelengths and so they like they don't know that we exist most of the time and we don't know but then every now and again we like trip over each other or just random things happen and then they have like like maybe they have like an entire religion like that's like built around it that like us (laughs) yeah for like the random shit that we leave like well you know there'll be like a car part that accidentally shows up there or a doorway and they're like and they don't even need doors to be built the way that we have doors like because they're not shaped like us so they're just like what why is what the what is this yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's the gods (laughs) i want a book about that (laughs) i feel like i read a book that had not exactly like that but like something like that maybe i watched something i don't know more likely a book because the books and movies i've i've read or seen that are similar to that the so you, there's they think that they're ghosts 
going on. But it's always the fact that the person that you're reading about that's like the main character thinking that there are ghosts is the actual ghost. And like, that's the twist that they do. But what if they neither of them were ghosts and they're just right. living in a parallel universe? Right. Oh, uh, this. So I, I have like my brain, like Sherlock's movies and stuff. Like, so I figure out what's going on really early. And I've learned not to say anything because I, I ruin things for people. But um, like the sixth sense, I knew what was going on like really early on. And Mr. Robot, same thing, you know. And I have a friend that she likes to watch stuff with me because she wants me to tell her what I think it's going to be, because it's always something that for her, she cannot, she goes, no, it can't be that. And then when I'm right, she's like, oh my God. (laughs) But I, like I, my, at my last job, I told them what I thought was happening with Mr. Robot. And they're like, there's no way that that's happening. There's absolutely. And then, and then sure enough, that's exactly what was happening. They're just like, how did you figure that out? And I'm like, I actually don't know. I know that there's probably stuff I'm picking up on, but I can't tell you what it is. I just know. (laughs) There was a movie recently that I watched. I'm trying to think of what it was, but I really didn't know what was happening till the end. Now I need to remember what it was because usually I can pick up pretty well on things too. Yeah, Um, I like it when when they actually can surprise me. I have found like foreign movies and stuff are their storytelling's not they don't follow the same linear whatever I'm used to they Mm -hmm. can it may take me longer to pick up what's going on or they may actually commit to doing something that American movies just would never do like killing the main character or something the movie mother with an exclamation point at the end have you seen that one Mm -mm. it is a horror movie um it's more of a like psychological thriller and it's very different. Uh, I don't think it streams anywhere anymore. It used to be on Netflix, but I don't know if it streams anywhere for free anymore, but it's very interesting. And now that I've seen, like I've watched it once, I want to watch it again, knowing what's going on. Cause then you can't pick up on different things. But yeah, that one was weird. And I did not understand what was going on until <laughs> the end of that one uh there's one, um yeah there's a there's one called house at the end of time it's kind of like a horror film but uh it's the kind i like story-based horror i don't mm-hmm. like shock-based because it's just silly but um and that one it took me a little longer uh, i can't remember what that where that where that's based i've seen it i've seen the title and i it's on something that i have I'm pretty sure the 2013 movie um let's see I'm trying to see where it's um because it's in Spanish is oh Venezuela so yeah but that was I liked it it was really good I'll have to look that one up I don't mind if they're foreign or anything like they're almost better that way (laughs) Yeah, I rely on subtitles anyways, so it doesn't, you know, that yeah. auditory processing disorder. Woo-woo! Yeah! <laughs> um, but yeah, so Mother, it's not so much shock. It's more uh, like indie, um, artsy, but there are definite aspects of it that people 
would find very uh, the gory and gross uh, one part of it um, that I don't understand why they did that. <laughs> I, I know that I know why they did it, and I know it was like part of the story, but I just I feel like they could have done without that one part. But yeah, but like, hey guys, hey guys, a little bit maybe not a little much you're gonna lose some audience not even wanting to watch it because of that one part but uh but yeah it was very um psychological and it was an accidental movie I watched when I was sick uh just to (laughs) fall asleep too and then I couldn't sleep I just kept watching it (laughs) we will be in a two-day intermission because we are chatty Cathy's so join us next time on frightening frowen for the other half of this conversation